You're listening to Authentically Switched On, the podcast. A safe space created to inspire you to cultivate the courage to be vulnerable, to pursue your goals, passions, and dreams. I'm your host, Grace Motobi, and I'll be journeying with you, having authentic conversations of everyday people on how to live our lives wholeheartedly while cultivating joy, peace, love, and authenticity. My hope for every episode is that it finds you at the point of your need and be the companion that you will need in the journey to self-discovery and owning your story. This practical and inspirational guide to healing from the award-winning New York Times best-selling author of The Choice shows us how to stop destructive patterns and imprisoning thoughts to find freedom and enjoy life. Dr. Edith Edgar's powerful first book, The Choice, told the story of her survival in the concentration camps, her escape, healing, and journey to freedom. Oprah Winfrey says, I will be forever changed by Dr. Eger's story. And thousands of people around the world have written to Dr. Eger to tell her how the choice moved them and inspired them to confront their past and try to heal their pain. And to ask her to write another more how-to book. Now, in the book, The Gift, Eger expands on her message of healing and provides a hands-on guide and gently encourages us to change the thoughts and behaviors that may be keeping us imprisoned in the past. Filled with empathy, insight, and humor, the gift captures the vulnerability of common challenges we all face and provides encouragement and advices for breaking out of of our personal prisons to find healing and enjoy life. Script books. Hello, I switch honors and welcome back to yet another amazing episode of Authentically Switched On. Hope you are good. Hope you are keeping well and you are safe. Hope you are finding time to, to rest and relax and also uh, you are prioritizing your joy and also your self-care and self-love. And as for me, it has been very hectic the past few weeks. And I also think that um, media crisis has been creeping in. And I- I'm just hopeful that in the break that I'll be taking next week, I'll also be able to just rest and relax and just find time to to be myself and not do anything yeah so work has been demanding and also yeah i think life in general i think it's just that media blues that are creeping in right now and there's just so much to do and yet so little time <laughs> who am i kidding so yeah i know that i'm not alone in this i hope i'm not and i just want to find out from you how it has been um how has media crisis been treating you or rather media blues if i tell uh, if i call them that and how are you dealing with them how are you finding time to rest how are you finding time to to actually tap into yourself and just find moments where you also just prioritize self and do some self-care routines that keep you alive because right now let's all that has been keeping me afloat. And I hope you're also finding something that is also keeping you afloat. So yeah, without further ado, let's just dive into today's episode. 
Um, on today's episode, I'll be sharing a book review of the book, um, The Gift by Dr. Edith Eger, and I hope you love it and take time to listen and get inspired to read or listen to the book. So as for me, um, this book found me in a time in my life where I think I was just in the middle of the crossroads because lately I found that um, I found interest in listening to audiobooks on my way to to, to work. Uh, I've always been listening to podcasts or sermons along the way and I've always believed that um, <laughs> I need to read a book like hardcover and with um, how I'm spending my time these days, I find that I'll take time to actually um, read a book as if I have time to listen to a book, committing to work has been working for me because it also helps me to to self-destruct from traffic or from worrying about time or from worrying if I'm going to get there late because, yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll spend time worrying I got out of home, like I got out at this time, maybe I should be getting to work at this time. So to just let time be and to enjoy the ride to work, I've found that listening to podcasts has been helping me. And now I've just uh, in, incorporated listening to audiobooks, of which I've never thought I'll be doing. But I've found that it it actually is a good thing because I still get to do something that I love in a way, and I also get to finish books because, <laughs> yeah, with this little time, sometimes you take time to to actually finish a book or now the time that you used to spend uh, uh, reading books, you find that you need to incorporate it with to, into other things. So, yeah, listening to audiobooks has been one of my favorite things to do right now, and I get to, I think, in a way, I get to say, okay, this book deserves to be on my bookshelf not just listen to <laughs> not just listen to essays or like um recommendations only but i also get to to criticize or i get to think while i'm also committing to work and get um the flow of what i've heard in the audiobook just uh, sit a bit with me so yeah it has been working it's not a scam it's working for me and i hope if you are committing to work, this is it can actually also work for you. So yeah, I've been I've been on script books. That's the one that is actually reasonable. If you know of any other audio sites that I mean audiobook sites that I can um learn from or rather um download and listen to, for to when I'm going to work, feel free to share that. And for me right now, script has been one that has been helping me so yeah so um sorry for the long introduction to the book but that wasn't it so in the beginning as i was saying it, uh, this book met me in the crossroads i think i was in the beginning of this month which is july i was in the uh, i think i was almost at the end of um the book that i was reading um i mean i was listening to which is what happened to what happened to you by Oprah and Dr. Pre, uh, and, uh, and Dr. Bruce. And um, as I was nearing the end of the book, uh, a recommendation popped up because every week I think they, they'll send you a recommendation of the book. And this book was the one that came up. And when I say this book found me in the midst of my battle or the midst of my crossroad, 
I'm not joking because there were so many questions that I had on the book uh, um, that I was almost finishing, which is what happened to you. And um, I just needed some, I just needed a way of understanding other things. Uh, in that book, I think uh, if I give it a glimpse on it, it's, uh, it's a book about personal, I mean, past traumas and how to deal with them. And more, I think it's more onto that and also healing our past um and trying to to thrive for joy and and um uh getting out of people pleasing trades it's something in along those lines i haven't really given it um a review of some sort but yeah it was along those lines and at the end i felt like i needed some book that will tell me uh, like that will help me really understand because yes there were parts that i was getting it in that book but i also needed someone that have been through that that can actually tell a story that is not similar to what that that is not not, not similar that is similar to what uh, dr bruce has been trying to explain and this book the gift i think for me it also incorporated those stories and also with dr edith Ecker being the one that uh, one of the reason i mean resilient women that went through all the the the, the, the past traumas all the, the 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 past um what is this the past heartache the past um some sort of um camps a survivor a holocaust survivor of Auschwitz and being the one that has thrived to live life positively i thought this book is actually what will make me understand what happened to you by Dr. Uh, by Dr. Bruce and Oprah. So let's just dive into it. Hello, ACH honors, and welcome back to yet another amazing episode of Authentically Switched On. Hope you are good. Hope you are keeping well and you are safe. Hope you are finding time to, to rest and relax and also, uh, you are prioritizing your joy and also your self-care and self-love. And as for me, it has been very hectic the past few weeks. And I also think that um, media crisis has been creeping in. And I I'm just hopeful that in the break that I'll be taking next week, I'll also be able to just rest and relax and just find time to to be myself and not do anything yeah so work has been demanding and also yeah i think life in general i think it's just that media blues that are creeping in right now and there's just so much to do and yet so little time <laughs> who am i kidding so yeah i know that i'm not alone in this i hope i'm not and i just want to find out from you how it has been um how has media crisis been treating you or rather media blues if i tell uh, if i call them that and how are you dealing with them how are you finding time to rest how are you finding time to to actually tap into yourself and just find moments where you also just prioritize self and do some self-care routines that keep you alive because right now let's all that has been keeping me afloat. And I hope you're also finding something that is also keeping you afloat. So yeah, without further ado, let's just dive into today's episode. Um, on today's episode, I'll be sharing a book review of the book, um, The Gift by Dr. Edith Eger. And I hope you love it and take time to listen and get inspired to read or listen to the book. 
So as for me, um, this book found me in a time in my life where I think I was just in the middle of the crossroads because lately I found that um, I found interest in listening to audiobooks on my way to 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 work. Uh, I've always been listening to podcasts or sermons along the way, and I've always believed that um, <laughs> I need to read a book like hardcover and with. Um, how I'm spending my time these days, I find that I will take time to actually um, read a book as if I have time to listen to a book, committing to work has been working for me because it also helps me to to self-destruct from traffic or from worrying about time or from worrying if I'm going to get there late because, yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll spend time worrying I got out of home, like I got out at this time, maybe I should be getting to work at this time. So to just let time be and to enjoy the ride to work, I've found that listening to podcasts has been helping me. And now I've just uh, in, incorporated listening to audiobooks, of which I've never thought I'll be doing. But I've found that it it actually is a good thing because I still get to do something that I love in a way and I also get to finish books because <laughs> yeah with this little time sometimes you take time to to actually finish a book or now the time that you used to spend uh, uh, reading books you find that you need to incorporate it with to into other things so yeah listening to audiobooks has been one of my favorite things to do right now and I get to I think in a way I get to say okay this book deserves to be on my bookshelf not just listen to <laughs> not just listen to essays or like um recommendations only but I also get to to criticize or I get to think while I'm also committing to work and get um the flow of what I've heard in the audiobook just uh sit a bit with me so yeah it has been working it's not a scam it's working for me and I hope if you are committing to work, this is it can actually also work for you. So yeah, I've been I've been on script books. That's the one that is actually reasonable. If you know of any other audio sites that I mean audiobook sites that I can um learn from or rather um download and listen for to when I'm going to work, feel free to share that. And for me, right now, script has been one that has been helping me so yeah so um sorry for the long introduction to the book but that wasn't it so in the beginning as i was saying it, uh, this book made me in the crossroads i think i was in the beginning of this month which is july i was in the uh, i think i was almost at the end of um the book that i was reading um i mean i was listening to which is what happened to what happened to you by Oprah and Dr. Pre, uh, and, uh, and Dr. Bruce. And um, as I was nearing the end of the book, uh, a recommendation popped up because every week I think they, they'll send you a recommendation of the book. And this book was the one that came up. And when I say this book found me in the midst of my battle or the midst of my crossroad, I'm not joking because there were so many questions that I had on the book uh, um, that I was almost finishing, which is what happened to you. And um, I just needed some, I just needed a way of understanding other things. Uh, in that book, I think uh, 
if I give it a glimpse on it, it's, uh, it's a book about personal, I mean, past traumas and how to deal with them. And more, I think it's more onto that and also healing our past um, and trying to, to thrive for joy and, and um, uh, getting out of people pleasing trades. It's something in along those lines. I haven't really given it um a review of some sort but yeah it was along those lines and at the end i felt like i needed some book that will tell me uh, like that will help me really understand because yes there were parts that i was getting it in that book but i also needed someone that have been through that that can actually tell a story that is not similar to what that that is not not, not similar that is similar to what uh, dr bruce has been trying to explain and this book the gift i think for me it also incorporated those stories and also with dr edith Egger being the one that uh, one of the reason i mean resilient woman that went through all the 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 the, the past traumas all the, the 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 past um what is this the past heartache the past um some sort of um camps a survivor a holocaust survivor of Auschwitz and being the one that has thrived to live life positively i thought this book is actually what will make me understand what happened to you by Dr. Uh, by Dr. Bruce and Oprah. So let's just dive into it. This book, The Gift, was written by Dr. Edith Egger, a Holocaust survivor of Auschwitz. She is currently 92 years young <laughs> and holds a doctorate in psychology. And Dr. Edith Egger shares the horrors of life at Auschwitz along with the personal stories of struggles from her clients in the effort to help others heal from the everyday challenges we all face so this book it's actually more about um lessons that you can learn that you can also unlearn in a way in order for you to be able to enjoy your life and in this book dr eager really makes you feel like you can be you can beat the worst of odds and you can you can come out strong out of anything that you have been through because I believe because she has done it herself, she has the tools and the traits on how to remain positive. And I was watching one of her YouTube um, uh, interviews and she's the most calm and you're like 92 years young, somebody. And hearing her tell her stories and hearing how she's so positive, I don't know how she does it, but I believe that if someone like her, that if, could go through all those things through through um through abuse through holocaust surviving um like um surviving camps and come out strong like she is like anything is possible so um in this book she discusses 12 techniques to help you break out of personal prisons and find freedom to live your best life no matter what your past experiences were so throughout the whole book um all i kept saying to myself as i can't believe that she actually went through this and in a way i was also having reflectory moments where i not i could not relate but i believe i had a story that resonated in a way with 
what she was trying to say in the book. So I found myself visiting my past traumas as well. I found myself visiting my past hurts and my past experiences and getting a chance to 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 say it's okay that you went through all those but at the same time to also forgive myself to know that even if i didn't get forgiveness from the next person i myself didn't like i i could forgive myself i could be able to move on with life i could heal actually because sometimes like um emotions if they are not well attended to you get but they get bottled in and until an explosion happens you won't even realize that you've always had them so i think i shed a lot of tears <laughs> in this book as as i listen to other people's stories and as i listen to also dr edith's book uh, i mean edith's stories and also getting to see that uh, even me myself i still i have some past traumas that i also didn't deal with and now i'm awarded a chance to actually revisit them and get to learn to unlearn in a way and also become better and also heal in a way so i'm not saying that i have arrived at my final destination of healing i believe that healing is a process it's a journey and sometimes we get it right sometimes we don't and it's okay to not get it right because you are afforded a chance to actually show up again and learn the same lesson until you 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 are fully Leonard in it, I, I think if I put it that way. So yeah. So for me, the keynote in this book, um, number one is the ultimate key to freedom is to keep becoming who you truly are. I think all the stories, all your past traumas and everything, they were leading you to this very moment. Because I don't see how I could have been where I am if I haven't gone through them. I know some are not as um like but at the end of the day there's nothing that i can do to change them i had me myself i had to go through it because if it wasn't me then who else in a way it has crafted me to be the person that i am today in a way it has helped me shape it, it has helped to shape the woman that i'm still becoming and i get to also unlearn and like i've mentioned and also get to see what i like and do not like and what I can accept in my life and not accept and it's okay and another one it's also on forgiveness and i think like i've mentioned in my past um episodes that forgiveness has been one big for me like one learning um journey that i've been on recently better than um like apart from and learning being a people pleaser and a perfectionist. I think also forgiveness for myself is what I'm learning. And in this book, I've learned a lot about forgiveness and I've learned that forgiveness is the gift that you give to yourself. I think I always heard about it, but in this book, it's like, it was a reaffirmation to say, this is it. Forgiveness, it is a gift that you give to yourself. No one is going to give it to you. If you get it, let's just share it on top. But at the end of the day, you need to do the work. You need to forgive yourself. So without giving away too much on the book, I will be sharing with you six lessons that really resonated with me from the 12 lessons that she shared in the book. And I hope you learn from it. And I hope you just take one and run with it and find time to just sit with it and find uh, stories because I be, I'm telling you, this is the book that you need to, le to, to, to get. Because one thing I like about this book is that 
she gives you a backstory name and after she gave you the backstory she even gives you an example of a thing that like for example the lesson of the prison uh the prison of victimhood she'll tell you this is the example of uh, how to, how you get into the prison of victimhood and then she also gives you lessons on how um the how to part i don't know like sometimes um help uh, self-help books tell you about how they survived and all that and everything and then you don't get it and then sometimes that's why maybe most people don't like motivational books or rather self-help books because they feel like oh i've had it but i'm telling when i'm telling you that this book is so different believe me like it is so different i I, i'll just take a picture and i'll do a book review on picture format so that you can really understand how it she actually gets it like she really gets it so (laughs) Without really gushing too much into this book, let's just get into the six lessons that I really resonated with uh, from the 12 lessons. Because if I'm um, to share the 12 lessons, then I'm to share the entire book and you won't really have time to actually make your own cocktail of what this book will be for you. So let me just share with you my six lessons. Lesson number one, the prism of victimhood. On this lesson, Dr. Iga challenges us to visit a moment in childhood or adolescent when you felt hurt by another's actions, whether it's big or small. And then she continues to give tools to harness this moment and how to actually heal from it. In this lesson, um, for me, uh, when I was given a chance to visit my childhood, I went to a time when... um, (laughs) I went to a time when, uh, I think I sh- just shared this recently with one of my friends, to a time when I started to have my periods. It was, I think I was in grade seven and late grade seven. And to me, it happened because, you know, um, like I, I grew up with my grandmother and there was that thing that... Um, like there was a saying that when you get your periods that means you you no longer have to play with boys and um in a way you used to play with anyone i'll play with boys i'll play with girls and like at home my 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 yard was um um, it was a home for every child like whether you're a boy you're a girl like every you will be there so and when i got um when i got my first present i remember i was at um I was at school and to me, I didn't really understand what's going on because really um, during those times, <laughs> as if it's that old, as if that I'm that old, I'm not that old guys, but like, yeah, during that time, it was a taboo to actually, even when my, our teachers were teaching us about uh, periods or rather natural science or some, uh, I mean, not life science, <laughs> life science or life orientation, they were not really giving us information other things they will just hide it out and you have to figure it yourself so for me when I started with my periods and it was really tough for me and I didn't really understand what's going on with my body I didn't really fully comprehend what was really happening all that I remembered hearing in my head was that I'm not allowed to be playing with boys anymore and I'm not allowed to be like I need to it's like it was this it was this, it's like, it's like I was deity. It was this thing that I'm too, it is too early to happen to me and I shouldn't be, it shouldn't be happening to me. And 
I remember uh, when it happened, I was in the bathroom and one of my cousins found found out that I was actually going through that. And I told her in, in belief that, okay, this is my cousin and she will help me. But at that time, when and then I, she uh, she helped me go tell my one of my, my teachers and my teachers sent me home. And I was home, I think, until because the first time it was really pouring, like my like my my periods were very heavy. And then I think I sat home for I was at home for almost four days. And then when I came back the, uh, on uh, on Monday, I think on Monday, the whole class knew, and that really really helped hurt me. And I think, in a way, I've always just been hiding it out. I always It was something that I've always been just taking it away. But, like, that was trauma for me. Because, first of all, I didn't understand what was happening to my body. I didn't have full info, information about it. And, second of all, being made ashamed of in class. And I was in grade 7 doing my last grade in primary. And now... Ah, but I'm no longer supposed to just play with anyone. It was like the most shameful time in my life. And when I read this lesson, the, uh, I, I felt like a victim. I felt like I was victimized. I felt like, because I was ambushed even in class, like, yeah, that means you are playing with boys too much or that means you are dating, all those things that I was not doing, like dating and all that. I was not doing all those things. But at the same time, I was not part of like the class anymore i didn't feel like i could i belong anymore that was really really traumatizing for me and uh, at the same time i felt like a victim and when i read this uh lesson um, in chapter one or lesson number one it it said she said um you are given permission to 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 know that we you don't get to choose what happens to you, but you get to decide how you, respo you respond. At that time, I didn't have ways to respond, but in a way, my silence was also a response. But looking back, like I didn't have too much information regarding what was happening to my body, and I didn't know how to, to really um, react to it. So I didn't, I felt like my, my freedom to choose was taken away from me. But right now, I get to learn that. You don't get to choose what happens to you and you get to, 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 to decide how you respond. So how we respond, like how, how I, we respond to any situation that happens to us, it is entirely up to us. But how the next person behaves, it is not, it is not entirely up to you. What is totally up to you is how you decide to respond. If you're going to respond negatively, that is entirely up to you. If you're going to respond positively, that is entirely up to you. Because at the end of the day, you will carry the, the, the burden of how you respond. And then also I learned that you need to treat what happened to you with a gentle embrace. Like looking back, I didn't um, or I didn't uh, embrace how I didn't gently embrace what was happening to me. But at the same time, like I've said, I didn't have more information. Like in but I, I, I when visiting that I, I got to actually see what really happened in the next coming years. I got myself I got immediately when I I learned that okay, right now this is what's happening. And I told my grandmother. My grandmother just told me, like, this is what you need to do. You need to use pets, you need to use this. But at the same time, she didn't really sit me down and say, 
this is happening to your body because this is what's going to be happening. Like it's going to be happening every month because it's part of who you are becoming as a woman. So luckily um, with my love for reading, I always grabbed anything. And I think I grabbed one of, there was a teenage book that was lying around in, I think, yeah, Soul Seat or something. And then I read that book. And then that's when I got to learn more about this uh, periods. I get to learn, okay, this happens because of that and all that and everything. And also when I progress into other grades, you get to, I, go, I got to learn more and also learn to embrace every month as it comes to know that, okay, this is that time of the month. This is what's happening. It needs to happen. And yeah, but at the same time, I still find that period sucks. <laughs> so yeah, that's what really um, this, um, the prison of victimhood really lesson really taught me to taught me. And uh, I also learned that you don't, you don't have to like what happens to you, but you need to accept what happens and figure out how you're going to move forward. For me, like I said, that was finding out more information because I didn't know much and learning how to actually take good care of myself during that time of the month, not even that time of the month only, or genuinely like hygiene and everything and to know that I always have to have my pad hidden in under my books some way. <laughs> so yeah. So that's what I learned from this lesson. And then lesson number two is the prison of, I mean, the, the, the prison of guilt and shame. So this one is also a big one for me. Um, so I think it also ties up to what I've learned, like the, the what I've learned about the story that I shared in lesson number one. So it says, if there's some part of yourself you routinely resent or criticize, imagine yourself being very little or so tiny you can call inside your body and say hello to each of your organs, to each part of yourself. If you believe that everything in your life is your fault, then gently hold your heart, hug the wounded part of you and exchange it for a loving self. Tell yourself, yes, I made mistakes. It doesn't make me a bad person. My doing is not entirely of my being. I am good. If your trauma is still in your body, let it go. Not, uh, no, not let it embrace it because you survived it. You are still here. What you pay attention to grows stronger. Replace the messages of guilt or shame with a daily practice of kind and loving self-talk. Say that I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm kind, I'm a person of strength, I love myself. Then acknowledge that freedom from the prison of guilt and shame lies in accepting our whole imperfect self and giving up the need to be perfect. It also lies in releasing shame by replacing it with kindness. Falling in love with yourself, it's not an narcissistic thing. Once you begin to heal, what you discover will not be the new you, but the real you. So embrace yourself, love yourself, give yourself grace, like give yourself grace, be able to be kind and loving to yourself. Talk like talk like you love yourself. Like as much as you tell people that you are powerful, you are kind, you are a person of strength, I love you. Be able to say that to yourself. Be able to say I am powerful, I am whole, I am kind, I'm a person of strength, and I love myself. Like be able to say all those kind words and shame and guilt will find its way 
out of your life. And then uh, lesson number three is the prison of unresolved grief. This one, this one really, really hits home. And I think for me, I, I really, really battle, battled with uh, unresolved grief because I'll grieve for a moment and I'll find difficulty really trying to acknowledge or um, try to to acknowledge what happened and be able to embrace um, memories because I feel like something has been taken away from me and why should I, why, why was it supposed to be in, in that way from the beginning? So for me, like when she said, let the dead be dead, I was like, Dr. Edith, what are you saying? Really? And then she continued to say that grief changes, but that doesn't go away. And denying yourself grief won't help you heal, nor will it help to spend more time with the, uh, with the dead than you do with the living. So when she said that um, grief, change, grief changes, but it doesn't go away, I realized that there are certain uh, stages of grief that happens in life. And I think one of my... One of my co-hosts, I think Rifire, yeah, Rifire once mentioned it uh, and said that there are certain levels, stages of grief where you need to go into the denials phase. And then after the denial phase, you go into resentment phase. After the resentment, I don't know if I'm giving them in chronological order. And then you get to a state of acceptance and being able to accept that this really happened. But at the same time, you are able to say it, does, it won't go away, but I can cherish the moments that the precious moment that I had with the person or the precious moments that I had with what has been taken away from me. So grief, it's uh, like, it's difficult. And I think I'm still going to revisit this lesson over and over again until I understand it. Because she continued to say, if someone you love has died, give yourself 30 minutes every day to honor the person and the loss. I'm like, how can honoring the person and loss be in the same sentence? I still don't get it. Like, I still don't get it. And, and I'm okay. Because like I said, I'll need to revisit this until I get it. Because, but if you do get it, let me know. Because I'm still battling with it. How do you, I understand honoring the person. But now I also have to honor the loss. That Like, I, I don't know. But yeah, I think I've included it because I need to keep on coming back to it. And really, really understand it. Because she also continues to say that, um, take an imaginary key, unlock your heart and free your grief. Cry, yell, listen to music that reminds you of your loved ones. Look at the pictures, read old letters, express and be with your grief, 100%. When the 30 minutes has passed, tuck your loved one safely inside your heart and get back to living. <laughs> Yo, Magogo Ori, get back to living. I think in a way, yeah, I, I really need to come back to this one. And it continues to say that the spirit never dies. It's possible for grief to guide us to the positive direction, toward a life with more joy and meaning and purpose. Talk to the loved one who has passed. Say what you are thankful for, the memories you cherish, 
the skills he, he or she taught you, the gifts you carry with you because the person touched your life, then ask, what do you wish for me? And then get a chance to write it in a journal. Okay. Time doesn't heal all wounds. It, it's what you do with time that matters. Yeah, I like that. Time doesn't really heal the old wounds, but it, it's what you do with the time that matters. So I think this, for me, I need to really, really learn. <laughs> so yeah, um, the fourth lesson is about the prison of rigidity. In this lesson, Edith Edgar says that give a gentle embrace, choose a current challenge in your life, an injury or physical ailment, an ongoing tension or conflict, or any circumstances that you are feeling restricted, uh, you that you feeling restricted, limited, or confined. Start by speaking your truth. What 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 don't you like about it? What don't you like about the situation? How does it make you feel? Then get curious. Ask yourself, what is this situation telling me or teaching me at this moment? What is my what what's in my best interest? What serves and empowers me now? She says that you can either choose to be right or choose to be free. Everyone has their own truth and you can't or shouldn't convince them otherwise. We have this thing that my truth is my truth and my truth I can be able to impose it to the others. And I find that very, very controlling because I believe I have my truth, you have your truth, and in a way we can learn from each other's truth and come up with something. But immediately when you want to impose what you really truly believe to me and you find that it clutches with me and then now you want my, my truth to bow down honey i can't i find it very difficult i think uh, i find it difficult and uh she continued to say and then that's when i realized when she said when we get aggressive we are when we are aggressive we decide for others when we are passive we let others decide for us when we are passive aggressive we don't allow others to to decide for themselves i mean either of those I, can't, I don't deal with them properly. Like, I'll end up just saying, letting it go. But at the end, I know I'm not okay with it. Because when we're aggressive, immediately when you try to, to impose your truth to me, you are being aggressive because you are deciding for me. You don't give me a choice to actually decide. And when you are passive, you when I, when I become passive, on let your truth be dwelled on me. It's like, I'm letting you decide for me. I don't have a voice in that conversation or in that relationship and that I cannot handle well. So um, I'd rather give a gentle embrace and I'd rather understand that um, at this moment, we are not seeing my truth is not your truth or we are really not seeing each other's truth, but I cannot let my truth be sucked down eh, because yours you feel it's inferior than mine unless really i am wrong but when it comes to my truth to who i am and who i what i believe and yeah I, I, yeah I, i'll be rigid so uh, and then we go into lesson number five the pres the the prison of self-neglect she says that anything we practice we become better at Spend at least five minutes every day savoring pleasant sensations. 
the first sip of coffee in the morning, the feel of warm sun on your skin or a hug from someone you love, the sound of laughter or rain on the roof, the smell of baking bread. Take time to notice and embrace or experience joy. Like when last did you actually really embrace such? And I, I, I really love that. I, I really love that she mentions it under this prison of self-neglect because currently we are a, a generation that we are always in a rush. We always up to on the move onto the next and we don't take time to savor the moment. We don't take time to, to appreciate um, a, a smell of uh, a fresh baked bread. You don't get time to to, to, to really be in the present moment when you are doing your dishes or when you fill the flow of water when you take a when you're taking a shower like because you are so much in the rush you are always concentrating on the next you don't get to take in the current moment you don't get to experience the power of now so i think um in a way we self neglect the reason why we self neglect it's also, the simple things that we think they are simple. It, it, it's a simple way of showing us how we really self-neglect in a bigger way. I don't know if I'm making sense. But yeah, like it's in the simple things that we get to be centered. We get to, to understand that here right now is what matters. And what I'm able to accomplish in future is a gift. But currently... Even right now, I am the gift that I need to be right now. As I take this shower, as I sip this coffee and smell this freshly baked bread. So yeah, so we need to learn to love ourselves and not need others' affection or approval or attention because all other relationships will end. Yours with yourself will never end. So get to embrace yourself. Do not self-neglect. Take care of self prioritize self, love self. I think this is what I'm actually practicing right now. And it's been an amazing, amazing practice that I really get to enjoy. And I get to see that all things will go, but I will never lose hold of this because this is who I am. This is who I've been, uh, like this is what I've been gifted with. And if I let go of this, or if I self-neglect this, I am actually not giving myself a chance or a chance in survival. So yeah. Uh, and then lesson number six, the prison of not forgiving. Remember, I mentioned it as my keynote for from this book. In this lesson, she says that think of a person who has wronged you or harmed you. Do any of the do any of the statements ring or sound true? What she did to me was wrong. He hasn't earned my forgiveness. If I forgive, I'll let him off the hook. If I forgive, I'll give him permission to keep hurting me. I'll forgive once there's justice or an apology or acknowledgement. So if you relate to one or more of the statements, you are likely to spend your energy being against someone, against something, rather than for yourself and the life that you deserve because forgiveness isn't something you give someone else it's the gift that you give yourself it's how you also release yourself 
And we need to also acknowledge that um, release needs to happen. Because if we do not release, we bottle things up. We say, oh, no, it's okay. And then find out that really we are not okay. And when you do that, um, you, 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 you don't give yourself permission to be. You don't give yourself permission to actually release the moment for what it is and accept it also for what it is and to be able to let go of it again and move on with life. So if there is rage that you, you are feeling and you need to take it out, make a date with, with rage Make a date with yourself and rage. That's what she said. And then she says that if the idea of being angry is too terrifying to face alone, ask a trusted friend or a therapist to help you. Legitimize your anger, then choose a way of channeling and then resolve it, dissolve it. Scream, yell, hit a punching bag, bang the ground with a stick, do something to get the rage moving. Let it out so that it doesn't fester or contaminate you. Don't stop until there's nothing left of that rage. So yeah, this is also a learning lesson for me because, yeah, hey, you can say, oh no, I forgive you. <laughs> but truly deep inside, you know, yes, sis, if I forgive him, I'll let him off the hook. But immediately when you do that, you are imprisoning yourself. You are letting, like, it's like you are letting someone be in control of over your life and you'll find that that person has moved on because uh, you, like has moved on like she's all about her life or his life and then when you're sitting here in rage so find something to do like if rage is the thing that is but like you're battling with like the, 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 the make a rage date that thing it's yeah i'm gonna make a rage date with myself and yeah for me, rage date is also exercising, sweating it out and all that. It works for me. Or taking a walk. Like, if now I feel like now I'm going to do something or rather I'm not in my best position. Rather take a walk and then come back, cooled off, and then we can start again. So, yeah. So, these are the six lessons I really, really, really enjoyed and resonated with. And like I said, if I'm to share all the 12 lessons, I'll be sharing the entire book. So, do yourself a favor. Get this book um, and find your own cocktail on how to give yourself the second chance in this life. Because really, we are just trying it and we are really making it uh, more memorable and fun for us. And in a way, we're also healing our past tra traumas, we're holding spaces to heal ourselves and to become better persons, I mean, to become pe better people and to become better parents to our future generation. One thing for me, I think I strive for is to become a better mom. And for my son, even if she he, he's going to be, have um, his own traumas and battles, to know that when, she see, when he sees me, he knows that if my mom has survived this, then I'm able to to conquer anything. Uh, like I just want to hold that space to be able to say it's okay, to 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 to, to feel guilty, but at the same time do not stay there. Accept what guilt is. Accept yourself wholly and imperfectly as you are, and do not allow someone to tell you who you are. You need to know who you are and fall in love with yourself all over again each and every day. That is not being narcissistic. That is just being 
like being having a choice to choose yourself and when you give yourself that permission no one can ever take it away from you they can try they can try to 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 to, to taint you they can try to break your spirit to to break you but they will never have your spirit they will never have your soul and your soul is your driving point and that's where it really everything it blooms from and when it comes from the inside going out we get to experience you we get to experience the love that you are. So give yourself embrace, hug yourself most as much, as much as possible. Love yourself, appreciate, be kind to yourself, speak kind words to yourself, listen to how you speak to yourself. Like I'm not just saying this to you, I'm actually saying this to myself at the same time. So I'll This lesson, Edith Edgar says that give a gentle embrace, choose a current challenge in your life, an injury or physical ailment, an ongoing tension or conflict, or any circumstances that you are feeling restricted, uh, you that you feeling restricted, limited, or confined. Start by speaking your truth. What, what what don't you like about it? What don't you like about the situation? How does it make you feel? Then get curious. Ask yourself, what is this situation telling me or teaching me at this moment? What is my what what's in my best interest? What serves and empowers me now? She says that you can either choose to be right or choose to be free. Everyone has their own truth and you can't or shouldn't convince them otherwise. We have this thing that my truth is my truth and my truth I can be able to impose it to the others. And I find that very, very controlling because I believe I have my truth, you have your truth. And in a way we can learn from each other's truth and come up with something. But immediately when you want to impose what you really truly believe to me and you find that it clashes with me and then now you want mine to my truth to bow down honey i can't i find it very difficult i think uh, i find it difficult and uh she continued to say and then that's when i realized when she said when we get aggressive we are when we are aggressive we decide for others when we are passive we let others decide for us when we are passive aggressive we don't allow others to to decide for themselves i mean either of those I, can't, I don't deal with them properly like i'll end up just saying letting it go but at the end i know i'm not okay with it because when we're aggressive immediately when you try to to impose your truth to me you're being aggressive because you are deciding for me you don't give me a choice to actually decide and when you are passive you when i when i become passive on let your truth be dwelled on me it's like i'm letting you decide for me i don't have a voice in that conversation or in that relationship and that i cannot handle well so um i rather give a gentle embrace and i rather understand that um at this moment we are not seeing my truth is not your truth or we are really not seeing each other's truth but i cannot let my truth be sat down eh, because you you feel it's inferior than mine unless really i am wrong but when it comes to my truth to who i am and who i what i believe and yeah I, yeah I, i'll be rigid so uh, and then we go into lesson number five 
the pres the the prison of self neglect. She says that anything we practice, we become better at. Spend at least five minutes every day savoring pleasant sensations. The first sip of coffee in the morning, the feel of warm sun on your skin or a hug from someone you love, the sound of laughter or rain on the roof, the smell of baking bread. Take time to notice and embrace or experience joy. Like when last did you actually really embrace such? And I, I, I really love that. I, I really love that she mentions it under this prison of self-neglect because currently we are a, g- a generation that we are always in a rush we always up to on the move on to the next and we don't take time to savor the moment we don't take time to to appreciate um uh, a smell of uh, a fresh baked bread you don't get time to to, to, to really be in the present moment when you are doing your dishes or when you feel the flow of water when you take a bath or when you're taking a shower like because you are so much in the rush you are always concentrating on the next you don't get to take in the current moment you don't get to experience the power of now so i think um in a way we self-neglect the reason why we self-neglect it's also the simple things that we think they are simple it's a simple way of showing us how we really self-neglect in a bigger way i don't know if i'm making sense but yeah like it's in the simple things that we get to be centered we get to to understand that here right now is what matters and what i'm able to accomplish in future it's a gift but currently even right now i am the gift that i need to be right now as i take this shower as i sip this coffee and smell this freshly baked baked bread so yeah so we need to learn to love ourselves and not need others affection or approval or attention because all other relationships will end yours with yourself will never end so get to embrace yourself do not self-neglect take care of self prioritize self love self i think this is what i'm actually practicing right now and it's been an amazing amazing practice that i really get to enjoy and i get to see that all things will go but i will never lose hold of this because this is who i am this is who i've been uh like this is what i've been gifted with and if i let go of this or if i self-neglect this i am actually not giving myself a chance or a chance in survival so yeah uh and then lesson number six the prison of not forgiving remember i mentioned it as my keynote for from this book in this lesson she says that think of a person who has wronged you or harmed you do any of the do any of the statements ring or sound true what she did to me was wrong he hasn't earned my forgiveness if i forgive i'll let him off the hook if i forgive i'll give him permission to keep hurting me i'll forgive once there's justice or an apology or acknowledgement so if you relate to one or more of the statements you are likely to spend your energy being against someone against something 
rather than for yourself and the life that you deserve because forgiveness isn't something you give someone else it's the gift that you give yourself it's how you also release yourself and we need to also acknowledge that um release needs to happen because if we do not release we bottle things up we say oh no it's okay and then find out that really we are not okay and when you do that um you, you 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 don't give yourself permission to be you don't give yourself permission to actually release the moment for what it is and accept it also for what it is and to be able to let go of it again and move on with life so if there is rage that you, you are feeling and you need to take it out make a date with with rage make a date with yourself and rage that's what she said and then she says that if the idea of being angry is too terrifying to face alone ask a trusted friend or a therapist to help you legitimize your anger then choose a way of channeling and then resolve it dissolve it scream yell hit a punching bag bang the ground with a stick do something to get the rage moving let it out so that it doesn't fester or contaminate you don't stop until there's nothing left of that rage so yeah this is also a learning lesson for me because yeah hey you can say oh no i forgive you <laughs> but truly deep inside you know yes sis, if i forgive him i'll let him off the hood but immediately when you do that you are imprisoning yourself you are letting like it's like you are letting someone be in control of over your life and you'll find that that person has moved on because you say like has moved on like she's all about her life or his life and then when you're sitting here in rage so find something to do like if rage is the thing that is but like you're battling with like the, 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 the make a rage date that thing it's yeah i'm gonna make a rage date with myself and yeah me for me rage date is also exercising sweating it out and all that it works for me or taking a walk like if now i feel like now i'm gonna do something or rather i'm not in my best position rather take a walk and then come back cold off and then we can start again so yeah so these are the six lessons i really 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 enjoyed and resonated with and like i said if i'm to share all the 12 lessons i'll be sharing the entire book so do yourself a favor get this book um and find your own cocktail on how to give yourself the second chance in this life because really we are just trying it and we are really making it um, more memorable and fun for us and in a way we're also healing our past tra- traumas we're holding spaces to heal ourselves and to become better persons i mean to become better people and to become better parents to our future generation one thing for me i think i strive for is to become a better mom and for my son even if she he's going to be have um his own traumas and battles to know that when she's when he sees me he knows that if my mom has survived this then i'm able to to conquer anything ah like i just want to hold that space to be able to say it's okay to 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 feel guilty but at the same time do not stay there accept what guilt is accept yourself wholly and imperfectly as you are and do not allow someone to tell you who you are you need to know who you are and 
fall in love with yourself all over again each and every day that is not being narcissistic that is just being like being having a choice to choose yourself and when you give yourself that permission no one can ever take it away from you they can try they can try to 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 to, to, to taint you they can try to break your spirit to to break you but they will never have your spirit they will never have your soul and your soul is your driving point and that's where it really everything it blooms from and when it comes from the inside going out we get to experience you we get to experience the love that you are so give yourself embrace hug yourself most as much as much as possible love yourself appreciate be kind to yourself speak kind words to yourself listen to how you speak to yourself like i'm not just saying this to you i'm actually saying this to myself at the same time so i hope you really really enjoyed it i would really love to hear from you share with me how you found this episode share with me how, if you have read this book which part of the book have you really enjoyed and yeah save save the rest for save rather the rest for for the future or for, for for your future self even for you now you can always come back to this episode and i know i'm always going to be coming back to this episode especially on the lesson number three the prison of unresolved grief i'm going to be coming back to it and learning from it so without rambling so much i hope you really enjoyed it i love you so much take care of yourself hug yourself and be kind to yourself see you next time thank you